You are listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. This series is called Kingdom Come, where we take a look at what to expect when the baby king comes to earth. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna, I, I want the band to learn that song. Yeah, so we're gonna, yeah! You guys didn't do the screamo version of the, the Trans-Siberian or- Orchestra. I was disappointed, sorry. Uh, they, they were, in practice, they were like screamo, so uh, it'd be awesome. So, all right, all right, all right. Um, uh, every year, every year at Christmas, every year at Christmas, there are some things, there are some things that you can count on, that your immediate family or your extended family, you can count on these things that they are going to happen. These are, these are traditions. Now, they could be good, bad, or ugly. They could be good, bad, or ugly. And I'm going to let you share them. But remember, remember, we're in church, and maybe you're going to share something about somebody sitting next to you. And remember, that might have repercussions this week in Christmas if you want to share something that they don't want shared. So, so what, what, what's something, what's something that you can count on, that you can count on every Christmas, every time around Christmas, either you, your extended family, your immediate family, what's something you can count on? Happening. You know it's going to happen. <laughs> I tried to warn him. I tried, I tried, I tried. Anything, anything else? Unexpected bills. Unexpected bills. Christmas presents don't get bought without your consent, Dave. Like, <laughs> like people just showing up. Here's a bill. Go ahead and pay this. Anybody else? Anybody else? Some, you, you just know. You just know. You just know. There you go. There you go. This is... I'm not going to repeat that on the mic, so just in case there's a podcast issue. Um, <laughs> anything else? Anything else? You can count on it. You can count on it. If you can count on something happening, if you know something is going to happen, you are going to act accordingly. So, you know, if, 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 if Aunt Margaret, if Aunt Margaret, hopefully no, no, none of you have an Aunt Margaret. I don't think there's any Margarets in here. I don't know. Uh, but, but, but if you've got an Aunt Margaret, and every year, every year, she gives you that gift, that gift, you're going to act accordingly. You're going to do everything you can to not open that gift in front of her, right? Right? Make sure, like, you, you don't want to have to act surprised, or, you know, that year that she decided to wrap up her cat, you know, and, and you open up, and the cat, you know, and, and all of that. Was just, have anybody seen the commercial where the boy's, like, putting the laser on the dad's face for the cat? Anybody? Anybody? That was brilliant. Absolute, absolute brilliance right there. But, but you know, maybe, maybe she wrapped up, found and wrapped up a squirrel this year, and you're just not, not going to take that. You don't need another tetanus shot and all that. But, but, but you know, you know, you know that that gift is not going to be, and, and you do everything you can to not open that gift in front of Aunt, did I say Margaret? Aunt Margaret, Aunt Margaret. And, and in fact, if you can get by with it, it's going straight into that one of those green bins, right? 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 Nobody would do that here, but, but uh, you just might think about, about that. If something happens, if you know something is going to happen, we act accordingly. We are in this series, and this is the last in-person week for this series. We are in this series called Kingdom Come, where we're taking a look at the baby king who has come to bring the kingdom down here to earth with, uh, 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 among us. Among us. 
And, and with the baby king, with the baby king, I mean, uh, this Christmas season, it's about gifts, right? It's about gifts. And this week, this week, uh, Nicole and I went on to Target on Monday, and we, we, we kind of got a, got a list together because we had a couple kids there. And so, you know, you don't, you don't want to get the gifts in front of the kids. I mean, we got one that's young enough. You can just buy anything in front of him, and it's not, not a big deal, you know. But, but, but the others, it is a big deal. It is a big deal. And so on Tuesday, I got to play Santa Claus, and I went back to Target and got the list. And it's fun, right? It's fun. It's joyous. It's joyous. And, and, and so it's, all, it's about gifts and, and the anticipation, the anticipation of seeing them open that gift and be ready and, and the anticipation that our kids are, are getting and, and, and getting giddy and, and, and excited about Christmas and what's happening on Christmas. And, and, but, but, but the baby king, the baby king is all about gifts because he brought the gift of the kingdom down to us. And we started with love and saw the unconditional love of, of Jesus lying there in the manger. The, 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 that is actually proof that God loves us. And then we looked at the joy, the joy that the, the baby king brought and the kingdom brings to our lives, no matter our circumstances, no matter what is happening in our life, the kingdom brings joy. And then last week, we, we, we took, a look at, uh, took a look at peace in the middle of the chaos, and the baby king brings peace. And, and when we're talking about Christmas and all these gifts and all this stuff, like this is what we get excited about, the joy and the, and the, and the, and the love and the, and the peace. And then this week, we're talking about faith talking about faith, and this is the last in-person sermon about uh, uh, over uh, Kingdom Come. Next week, next week, next Sunday, we're going to have a podcast sermon about hope, about hope, and I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. You can find instructions how to do that at cpf.me forward slash listen, forward slash listen, or, or you can click on our, um, uh, on our homepage, the uh, series banner on our homepage and find that. But this week, we're talking about faith. We're talking about faith, and if you know something is going to happen for certain... You're going to act on it. That's what faith is. That's all faith is. If you know that that awful gift is coming, you're going to, by faith, you're going to act a certain way. See, we have faith in all areas of our life. All areas of our life, spiritual and non-spiritual. In fact, in fact, in fact, this is the most common illustration about faith that, uh, that I know. In fact, every one of you exhibited faith this morning. Every single one of you. Every single one of you. You are certain. You are certain. You were certain that that chair was going to hold you this morning. And so what'd you do? You just plopped your own derriere right down in that chair, and you sat in it. I doubt that there are any chair skeptics this morning. Well, you had to inspect the chair before you sat down in it to make sure that it existed and make sure that it was good to be able to hold you, that you just plopped right straight down in there. But if you are a chair skeptic this morning, we are glad you're here because we have chairs strong enough to hold you. Okay? We're so glad you're here. But see, when we're talking about faith inside of the spiritual realm and faith with God, here's what faith is. It's the same idea. It's the same principle. Faith, those of you that have been around, you can probably quote it with me. Faith is seeing things the way God sees them and then acting on them. Seeing things the way God sees them and then acting on it. If you're, if you're skeptical about, about God and if you're skeptical about Jesus and if you're skeptical about, about this whole church thing, we're glad you're here. Because we just simply want to be able to answer your questions and, and, and be able to show you how God sees things. And because He's the Creator... And that he loves us enough to send his son down to a manger to then march to the cross. We want to, to, to show you how God sees things so that you get to the point to where you act on it. 
to where your life completely transforms because you're enamored by the love of God and the gift that God has given us. And for those of you here this morning, that you do see things the way God sees them, or at least you say you do, if, 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 if you make a habit in your life to not act, to act on it, you don't have faith. You don't have faith. You have a when it feels good faith. You have a faith that, is, that says when it's convenient for me to have faith, I'll have faith. When it's convenient for me to act on it, I will act on it. But you don't have true faith. Now, faith is imperfect. Faith is imperfect. And we'll talk about that. Faith is imperfect. But see, because we see things the way God sees them and then act on it, because we know we're going to have an imperfect faith that allows for repentance, that allows for us to come to God and say, I blew it. Because we know, how does God see things? God sees things that he always has forgiveness for us. We're taking a look at a story of faith. When it, I think this is my favorite aspect of the Christmas story. It's when, it's, it's when Mary got, had the angel show up to her and talk with her. And, and, and for the last several years, 2005, 2006, I got the chance to, 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 to preach uh, uh, the, the story of Mary uh, surrounding Christmas Eve. I think Christmas Eve was on a Saturday and then Christmas was on a Sunday. I got the chance to preach uh, Christmas Eve service and the, and the Christmas morning service. But ever since then, I've been intrigued by this story because you can never hit the bottom of this story. You can never stop thinking about this story and the interesting aspects about this story. When we Luke chapter 1, 26, we're going to throw the scriptures up on the screen, but you can follow along in a hardbound Bible. Or we encourage you to grab the, grab the version Bible app. I put that, the event in there this morning, so it should be there as long as everything went correctly this morning. Put it in there this morning. So you can take notes in there. You can share on Facebook about how God is speaking to you, but you can follow along the, uh, the, the scriptures there. Luke chapter 1, 26, in the sixth month, uh, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Elizabeth is, 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 is kind of a next wrong relative of Mary. Not, not an immediate family, not like second cousin half removed father's daughter thing, but it's like a second wrong type of relative to Mary. God, and this, Elizabeth is the mother of John the Baptist. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Now, now uh, the translation I use uses the word engaged, and it takes our modern language and, 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 and tries to find the, most, uh, uh, the, the, the best word for what's going on. But engaged doesn't quite capture it because in our, in, in our day, engagement is a commitment. It's a furly commitment, but it's a verbal commitment. All it takes to get out of an engagement is to throw your ring back in the mug's face, right? That's all it takes. But to Mary and Joseph, this was a legal covenant between Mary's family and Joseph's family. Uh, uh, Joseph's family gave money or goods or something to, to Mary's family. It was a legal binding covenant. In order to get out of the marriage, required a divorce. However, however, the ceremony and the festival hadn't happened yet, and it had not been consummated by sex yet. Think about the brilliance of God in this story. Think about the brilliance of God. If he showed up to Mary before this covenant had been made, Joseph is off scot-free. I'm done. He walks. But if it comes after, after everything's consummated, the whole virgin part comes into question. Think about the brilliance of God as he's planning this stuff out. 
Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favorite woman. For some reason, like every time I read this, I just think, Nanu, Nanu. I, I don't know, but it just, it just keeps coming to mind. The Lord is with you. Only, like Phil is with me. Dave's with me. Like nobody else. Nanu, okay. Everybody younger is like, what the? More commending. Share it on YouTube. Confused and disturbed. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Now, I think this is funny, too, or interesting, because when angels showed up, anytime angels showed up in the Bible, grown men were terrified. We have grown men, fainting, grown men who have been boiled alive in oil, fainting at the sight of an angel. To me, here, I just picture Mary Lou Who and Grinch. Like, Grinch is trying to scare the bejeebers out of Mary Lou Who, and she's just giggling. Like, she's too young to know this is scary. Mary is a 12 to 14-year-old girl. Uh, uh, to, to me, this is uh, like she is, she is just confused and disturbed. It doesn't say she's terrified. She's just confused and disturbed. She's just like, huh, this is interesting. I wonder what this angel had, had, what's, wants with me. And so the angel probably doesn't know what to do with you, you know poor little girl that's not scared to death. He, but he just he sticks with the script. Don't be afraid, Mary. But you don't look afraid. Children these days just desensitized by the movies. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. God saves. He will be very great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. The angel is telling Mary, this one, this one that's been promised from G Genesis 3 to come and squish the head of the snake, the one that's been promised ever since Abraham and saying that all nations will be blessed through you, the one that's been promised since David saying you will have somebody on your throne forever, the one that the prophets were talking about. The one that you've heard about ever since your little girl. You are going to be his mother. This isn't a once in a lifetime opportunity. This is a once for all time opportunity. So what's Mary going to respond with? What's Mary going to respond with? If you were Mary, what would you respond with? I can't be the mother of the Messiah. There's no way. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? You're like, there you go, there you go. Yes, Mary, how can this happen? How can you be the mother of the Messiah? What does she say, though? I am but a virgin. She's like, hey, 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 wait a minute. I took that fifth grade health class. I know how this all works. And we ain't done what makes it work. Not, I can't be the mother of the Messiah, but we ain't done what makes this work. Interesting response, huh? Again, the genius of God. See, because he had to be a man, Jesus had to be born of a woman. But because he had to be sinless and perfect and holy, See, man's seed has sin in it. And we pass that down generation to generation. But God's seed is perfect and holy. And it had to be so to be fully God and fully man.
the angel says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will, will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. See, see, God's power, not only is God's power extended to you, but God's power has been extended to your relative Elizabeth. See, when she was of age, she couldn't conceive. But now that she's not of age, she has conceived. For the word of God will never fail. In other translations, it says, for nothing is impossible with God. And I like that sentence. I like that sentence. And, and really, it's a, it's a, the idea is a cross between the two sentences. As soon as God says it, it will happen. Even if God says the impossible, like a virgin is going to give birth to a son. The word of God will never fail and it will happen. But li listen, 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 listen. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. May everything you said about me come true. This is a no matter what faith. A no matter what faith that says, no matter what is going to happen to me, God is with me. He has favor with me. And, and, and I will be able to get through it because of God, no matter what faith. Not a faith that says when it's convenient for me, not a faith that says whenever I feel like it, but a no matter what faith. If you're here this morning and you're like, I'm just checking out this God thing and I don't know about this no matter what faith type of thing and I'm still stuck on this God thing and, and why would I have faith in God? Well, we can see some things from this story what a no matter what faith looks like. See, it looks like Emmanuel, God with us. When the angel showed up, he told Mary, God is with you. And see, the, the word Emmanuel is associated with Christmas and, and Jesus, that Jesus lying in a manger represents and is Emmanuel, God with us. But see, but see, the Christmas story is Emmanuel, but, but it's not only the Christmas story that is Emmanuel. The entire story of the Bible is Emmanuel, God with us. At the Garden of Eden, it was God with Adam and Eve that he lived with them and, and, and had, and had a, a relationship with them that was constant. But after they sinned, that, that relationship was broken. But, but God proved that he was still with us because he showed up to Abraham. And he showed up to Noah. And he showed up to Moses. God is still with us. And then when he showed up to Moses, what did he tell Moses? Build a tabernacle. Why? Because I am going to dwell among my people in the tabernacle, right there among my people, so that my people will know that I am with them, and so that all the nations around my people will know that God, the one true God, is with, with his people, and that they will want to become my people. Evangelism is not a New Testament thing. It was an Old Testament thing. It was a law thing. And then David said, I'm going to build you a permanent building, God. And God said, no, you're not. Your son is. And they built the temple. And the temple, all it was, was a stone version of the tent, the tabernacle. And it was where God lived. God with his people. And then in Ezekiel, because of the people's hardened heart and sin, God left the temple. And he went silent for several hundred years. But then one evening, in the middle of a, town that was 
enough in town. God with us showed up again. This time he was lying in a manger on a march to the cross. But see, but see, even though both of those models were God with us, they had its limitations, right? See, it was God with us in, in a building. And only one guy once a year got to go into the actual presence of God. And Jesus, Jesus was a man, so he was limited. He couldn't be everywhere at all times. It was God with us, but, but he was just, he was one place at one time because he was a man. But what did Jesus say? Very soon, very soon, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, a counselor, a comforter to you. And he's going to be God with you all the time. And the Holy Spirit isn't limited by flesh. Holy Spirit dwells and lives with everybody that has faith. And for those of you that are skeptical this morning about God, the whole concept of Emmanuel is for you. It's for you to go, God is with me. God is with me. He's among me. He's close. He brought the kingdom close so that you can have faith. But see, for those of us that do have faith, Emmanuel is a, is a reality for us. Is a reality for us that he is with us no matter where we go. And that, that leads to mission so that we will say, look, there are people do that, do, that do not know that God is with them and that I am here. I have God with me in order to show them that God is close to them. In our next series, we'll talk a lot about that and about how, what it looks like for us to take the kingdom and advance the kingdom. But not only is God with us, but maybe you even believe that but maybe you have a hard time that God even likes you. See, when the, when the angel showed up to Mary, the angel told Mary, you have found favor with God. Maybe you're like, okay, yeah. You, just said, she, you said she was 12 to 14 year old. Girl, I mean, I'm sure she was sweet. Everybody's going to find favor with a sweet 12 to 14 year old girl, right? All of you that have 12 to 14 year old girls in your household, right? Like sweet little 12 to 14 year old girl. Everybody's going to find favor with them, but I'm an old grumpy, not 12 to 14 year old girl. God's not going to have favor with me. Let's look at a couple of verses. Let's look at a couple of verses. Hebrews 11:6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It is impossible to please God without faith. But, but, but maybe you're saying, but you just said God loves us unconditionally. Look, anybody with children knows this. Daily. Daily, right? It's possible to love your kid but not please with them. Mm, 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 mm. Not pointing any fingers or elbows or anything, but it's possible. It's possible daily to love your kid but not please with them. But, 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 what takes the pleasure, the faith that they trust, whatever you say, to hear and follow, right? Hear and follow. See, God's the same way. Faith, he looks on with pleasure. See, Mary was not sinless. See, he looked down on her with favor because even though she was 12 to 14 year old, she still had faith. And with faith, 
this happens. Genesis 15, 6, and Abraham believed the Lord. This is Old Testament, right? This is Old Testament. This is before Jesus, long before Jesus. God is laying the foundwork and the pattern of this in the Old Testament, and nothing has changed today. And Abraham believed, had faith in the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Counted him. It's an accounting term. God took his bank account of righteousness and put it on Abraham, all of it. And that is still true today. As soon as you have faith in God, as soon as you have faith in Jesus, that Jesus is the righteous one, that Jesus died to forgive you of your sins, and Jesus died or rose again in order to give you righteousness, that when you have faith in that, when you have faith in that, you do nothing. God's bank account of righteousness is put on you no matter what. No matter what. That's the gift of Christmas. That's the reality of Christmas. That's the reality of the march to the cross that God proved his love to us and brought us joy, brought us peace, brought us faith, brought us hope because there is always hope at the cross that will be forgiven and cleansed and sin will be erased and God's righteousness, God's bank account of righteousness will be laid on our shoulders and given to us no matter what no matter where we've been or what we've done, no matter what. And we have faith in that. We have faith in that. Remember, this is a hear and follow faith. This is a see things the way God sees them and then acting on it. This allows for imperfect faith. But if you want to use God and the church to put up a, a, a facade of spirituality, that's not what God had intended. In fact, Hebrews talks about that. Two places. Hebrews 6 and Hebrews 10. That if we want to mock God, He will not be mocked. Hear and follow faith is not, is not getting the chance to do whatever we want. Hear and follow faith says that we see things the way God sees them, but, but sometimes I'm, I imperfectly act on it. But then our heart is broken, so we come to repentance and, and seek His repentance. That's why every time I pray, a prayer of repentance is on my lips. That's why, every, that's why when, when Jesus was asked, how do you pray? He said, he said, forgive us, Lord, our debts. That should be on our lips because a hear and follow heart is a, is a heart that longs for repentance. But there's another thing that, 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 that a no matter what faith looks like. And this is the best one. This is the best one. See, the angel told Mary, look, 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 Mary, this is possible because the Lord is going to overshadow you. It's like, it's like Mary's just going to stand there and the shadow of God is just going to come over her. And it's not going to be her doing this thing. It's going to be God. And everybody with the no matter what faith this is the cry of their heart. God, I simply want you to overshadow my life. I simply want you to overpower my life. See, this is, this is why Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. He's saying Christ has overpowered and overshadowed my life. When you look at my life, it is not me that's living. It is, it is, it is Jesus that you see. 
And this is the cry of the heart of, of, somebody, of somebody with a hear and follow faith. And no matter what faith is that, is that I simply want you to overshadow me. This is why, this is why when we sin, we're broken to the heart because, because ah, I've taken it back. You haven't overshadowed me. I need you to overshadow me and I, I'm sorry. But this is the cry of as somebody with a no matter what faith. That I want you to overshadow me. I want you to overpower me because, because with you, Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with you. Because see, that, that, that phrase is vital. That phrase is vital because, because, because nothing is impossible. There's no low too low for you to come back from. There's nothing that, 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 that is too weighty or too big to overcome. And we also see this from the story. See, when does God show up and, 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 and do his no matter what thing? When does God show up? No matter the situation. No matter the situation. See, Mary's situation was that she was a 12 to 14 year old girl. All right, to make some of you all uncomfortable, let's make this real. How many of you are a 12 to 14 year old girl you raise your hand I'm not because I'm not a 12 to 14 year old girl so you raise your hand anybody anybody 12 to 14 few of you few of you be proud of it like oh yeah I just made some dad squirm in here like not my girl not my girl I know some dads that have a 12 to 14 year old girl in here that's got a gun you're like not my girl not my girl. I don't care if you say you're angel. I'm going to assume it's in hell and you want to do something to my girl. Then no. I know a dad that's got, that's got a 12 to 14-year-old girl gun and land. And knows some policemen. And nothing's happening here. I don't care what you say about an angel. Look, 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 look. No matter her situation, 12 to 14-year-old, the angel showed up, and she had no matter what faith. And, and, and because of that, because of that, she birthed and mothered the Savior of the world. The Savior of the world. Look, those of you that are students here, I'm too young. I'm too young to have no matter what faith. I'm too young. People won't take me seriously. I'm too young. Don't let them marry Tell that to the disciples. Probably, I don't know for certain, but there's a little bit of evidence. Probably all the disciples were teenagers, besides Peter. Tell that to the disciples. Tell that to students in China, who, by the age of 18, 19, 20, who are so enamored with Jesus and so in love with Jesus and have so much faith in Jesus that they started one underground house church and that got too big. So they started another one and started another one and started another. And by the time they hit 20, they are pastors of mega churches. But this Christmas, what do we expect of our American kids, our American students, our American teenagers? Here's this Xbox game. Go play. Have fun. 
Look, there's nothing wrong with rest and re relaxation and recreation. But students, don't you want us as adults to lead you in a no matter what faith? Because if students are enamored by a no matter what faith and have a no matter what faith, revival will occur on the opposite end of that. Almost every major revival started by a small group of students saying, no matter what, we're going to have faith. No matter what. And maybe some of you are on the opposite ends of the spectrum and you're like, ah, I wish 12 to 14 years old. You're still breathing. You're still breathing. No matter what, God wants to use you to do the impossible. To do the impossible. He wants to use you. But no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance. Mary was a virgin. Her circumstances that she was a virgin. She's like, this is impossible. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for the fact that God said that this would happen. See, no matter what, you, what circumstance you find yourself in, it's not impossible to see God use you. It's not impossible to see God use you. Because God is the God of the impossible. See, we live in Bible Belt, suburbia America. See, we have circumstances coming out our wazoo. We have excuses for everything. Why God, why God understands that I do the things that I do. I'm just young. I'll just sow my wild oats. God understands. God understands our financial difficulty. That's why he will understand me cheating on my taxes. God understands why well, this test is so difficult. Why, 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 why I'll, I'll just cheat on it. God understands my, my home situation. So, so therefore, therefore, God understands why I make googly eyes to that person in the office. God doesn't understand. God does care about you and your life. But all circumstances, all circumstances, all circumstances says that we will have a hear and follow faith no matter what. See, our excuses are like, I'll use armpits because I feel like I have to, after all in church, right? Everybody's got one or a couple. They have a tendency to stink. God doesn't understand our excuses when it comes to hear and follow faith. See, he looks at us and says, see, my son... My son, he went to the cross with a hear and follow faith, no matter what. Now, again, it's an imperfect no matter what faith. Mary, she struggled all the way through of understanding who exactly her son was and what this meant. But she kept following. No matter what, I'm going to follow. Look, we're not going to be perfect when we do it. And there's always repentance at the cross. But we can't make excuses for why we're not hearing and following. 
We simply have to repent. And have a broken heart. So that we can see God use us in the impossible. He will use the same situation that's got us trapped in the impossible. See, there's one other time that, 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 that this faith shows up and God shows up in the middle of this faith. It's in difficulty. It's in difficulty. When circumstances in life is so difficult that, that we got that diagnosis or we got that phone call and, and, and it just happened to us and we didn't ask for it and life is difficult. See, we Christmasize the Mary story. To make this, this sweet, frilly story that, 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 that Mary's life was just awesome. Imagine going to her parents. Now let me get this straight. An angel showed up to you and said you're going to burn the Messiah of the world. That's a tough one to swallow. Imagine showing up to Joseph. An angel showed up to you and said you're going to birth the Messiah of the world. Points for creativity. Imagine going and showing up to a community whose stones or adulterers. An angel showed up to you. Hmm? That's interesting. Life is going to be difficult for her, not just for nine months, but for the rest of her life. Imagine being Mary when she was confused about who Jesus was and he started distancing himself from her. Imagine being Mary at the foot of the cross watching your son bleed out and suffocate to death, naked, humiliated on a cross. Imagine... Imagine being Mary when you showed up at the tomb and he was gone, not knowing what had happened to him. Imagine being Mary. She was 12 to 14 years old when when the angel showed up to her. And for the rest of her life, she bore a burden that nobody else could understand. It's difficult. It's difficult. But she kept hearing and following. And she was there all throughout the difficulty. See, God shows up in the difficulty because he's he's a God that does the impossible when we have faith. When we have faith. Let's read a few more verses that shows us this. Matthew 16, 18. This is what happens. This is what happens when a group of people, when a group of people believes in the impossible. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock, not Peter himself, but upon the confession that Jesus is the Messiah, upon this rock, I will build my church. That's a bad translation. Because when we think church, what do we think of? Building. I will build my building. What? That does not make any sense. No, the, 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 the actual translation is 
my people. I will build my people. Upon this rock, I will build my people. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. When we have a no matter what faith, guess what? We are inviting hell to come in and disrupt us. And by golly, from a few weeks before we moved in or opened up this building, hell's been running rampant. In between sickness and disease, things beyond our control and things within our control. But you know what? With people that say, I will have faith no matter what, they say, I'm having faith in the Messiah no matter what because he conquered hell. And I will stand on the Messiah, on the cornerstone of his church. Why? Because he will build his church. Period. And we're going to train us. We're going to train us. The beginning of next year, we're going to train us on how to advance the kingdom right into the pits of hell to be able to shine the light and the hope of Christ into the people's lives that, that, that don't know. See, when there's a group of people that says, I will have faith no matter what comes upon me. That's a group of people that God can do the impossible with. He can do the impossible with. Because it's a no matter what faith. Ephesians 2.8, God saved you by his grace when you believed. When, when you had faith, God saved you. God came in and rescued you from hell because he saved you. He forgave you. He cleansed you and gave you his righteousness. He gave you that at, at, at your belief, at your faith. And you can't take credit for all of this, the gift nor the faith. You cannot take credit for this. It is a gift from God. The, the, the salvation and the faith, it is all a gift from God. And later on in the book to Ephesians, God write, or Paul writes, this to people who have faith. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us with all of these things at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. To give us more peace than what we might ask or think. Give us more hope than what we might ask or think. Give us more joy than what we might ask or think. Give us more love than what we might ask or think. And give us more faith than what we might ask or think because his power is at work within those who have faith in him. And as we go into 2015, are we going to be a people that have no matter what faith so that we can see God do the impossible in within us so that we can take the impossible God to those that think life is impossible? That's what Mission 2015 is all about. Is to be a people sitting on finances, to be ready to go out. And take this to a people that don't know. Are we ready to have a no matter what faith as we go into 2015? Or is it going to be a faith that says whenever I feel like it? Whenever it's convenient for me, I will follow God. Or will we say, I see things the way God sees it, and no matter what, I will act on that. I will act on his righteousness. I will act on his mission, no matter what. So we have a time of reflection. 
Is it time for you to have a no matter what faith in Jesus that, that you've never had a no matter what faith in Jesus and, and that you're, you're, Jesus is saying, now is the time to have a no matter what faith in me? There'll be a couple people back in the back ready to pray with you and, and talk with you and, and, and lead you to understand what a no matter what faith is. But otherwise, 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 we're going to sing some songs about a no matter what God about a God that shows up no matter what, about a God that gives his favor no matter what, about a God that will overshadow you no matter what in order to have a life that sees the impossible happen no matter what. If you're struggling with our no matter what faith, be praying to this no matter what God and be worshiping, be worshiping, be worshiping this no matter what God that said no matter what, I'm going to send my son down to this earth to prove my love for people. No matter what. Because he wants to show up. No matter what. After the first song, we have communion tables in the back. We invite you to participate in communion. In grabbing the bread that, 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 that says that God loved you no matter what. That he would die and let his flesh be torn for you. And to grab the juice and, and take the juice that, 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 that represents a no matter what God that says, I will spill my blood no matter what to show my love for you. No matter what. That's what this is celebrating. No matter what church you are a member of, if you have faith in Jesus, we invite you to participate. You and your family can go together and participate together. If you're still struggling with faith, man, we have got an open church, but understand that this is a symbol for those that have faith. And nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to look down on you for remaining in your seat. Nobody's probably even going to notice because they're focused in on them and their relationship with God. We invite you to participate in this very real symbol of a no matter what God. Because he loves you no matter what. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you that you showed up no matter what, that you showed up despite everything. And you gave us your love. And I just pray, Lord, that you will show up in people's lives this morning. Give people a no matter what faith to say, I will follow you no matter what. Because the power of you through a group of people that says that is none other. Lord, we thank you and we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Go and stand with us. Worship a God that said no matter what. Thank you for listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. To give towards the mission of God through Crosspoint, go to www.cpf.me forward slash give.